And here, when it came time for Jesus to assure his people that he would project his power and give his peace, once again, it is through the working of the Spirit, through the Word of God. That's how God operates. The Spirit brings us peace through the Word. A lot of nations have recently employed the tactics of power projection. That's when a nation will display its might by showing the rest of the world its power with its nuclear weapons arsenal, or its ability to fire long-range missiles, or it will deploy its aircraft carrier fleets to different parts of the globe. And people will say that this is an effective strategy that will cause other nations to think twice before they would mess with a nation. Certainly, our nation having an aircraft carrier fleet that doubles the size of any other nation in the world does cause people to think twice before they would ever start a war. And other nations that have nuclear weapons or that display their missile arsenals certainly cause people to think twice before they'll mess with them. Have you ever wondered why God doesn't make a grander display of, of his power and project his power to this world? Well, one of Jesus' disciples once asked about that. And in response, Jesus helps us see how the Spirit operates and how God projects his power to this world. And he has not left us without power. We consider that this morning as we look at God's word from John chapter 14. Certainly God has projected his power in the past. We see how God made a display, a grand display, many times in the history of his people. For example, when the people of Israel saw the glory of God at the dedication of the temple, they saw his power and might. Or when he sent the, the 12 plagues, or the 10 plagues on Egypt, there the people of this world saw God's power, who they were up against. And yes, when God's Son came into this world, there was a projection of power as the shepherds saw the glory of the Lord revealed to them. And the prophets, yes, had visions of the might and power of the Messiah. And the evangelist John saw the revelation of Jesus revealed in all of his glory. And yet, doesn't it seem like more often he withholds, or maybe instead does the opposite, doesn't project his power to this world. Jesus ascended into heaven and is seated at God's right hand, and yet, where is God's power when we see the apostles being persecuted? Where is the power of God in the early Roman Empire as Christians are being persecuted? God withholds his might and doesn't project his power to stop them and to bring his people peace. But as we look at God's word in John 14, we see Judas, not Iscariot, but the one who is the son of James, called Thaddeus, asking Jesus, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus' response is striking. God does show himself to his disciples, but it's not in some grand way that he reveals himself to the world through his disciples. No, Jesus says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. 
My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Jesus' response makes it clear that God's projection of power to this world is not through some grand display. No, it is through the disciples who love God. God has brought them to know his love and by his working has filled them with his love so that they in turn love God and obey him. And though it is small, it is not insignificant. He says, my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. God is present in this world as he lives in the hearts of his people. And conversely, note that those who claim to love God and those who do not obey God's teaching and teach contrary to his word and live contrary to his word, though they may claim to serve and love God, Jesus says, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. They were like that flag which claims to serve one nation but really is flying the flag of another ship. But notice God's people have his power as he is working in their lives and he is working a love for God and an obedience for God in their life with a new heart of faith. That fruit of faith is the working of our God. And Jesus says and makes clear, my father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. How's that for power projection? Seen in the lives of all of God's people, the love and obedience they have for their God, reflecting his love for them. God has not left us without power in his working, and it's seen in his people. Well, how do we know that God's people have him working in them? Well, Jesus goes on. He says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Here we see another way that God projects his power to this world. It is through his word and by the working of his spirit. We never have to doubt or wonder what God's word is. The spirit has made it known. The scriptures that are written down for you are not some haphazard recording of eyewitnesses who remembered some things. No, Jesus says, all that I've spoken with you, the spirit will remind you of all these things. The Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I have said to you. Just as the Spirit spoke through the prophets in the past, the Spirit spoke through the disciples, the evangelists and the apostles to give us the very words and works of Christ. You have a real and accurate recording of the Word of God. You know, we're so used to having uh, events recorded on security cameras or presented live on the news or captured by cell phones. And we just take it for granted those are an accurate representation of what happened. Far more accurate is the working of the Spirit, who Jesus calls here the Holy Spirit, in earlier titles, the Spirit of Truth. God's Word is true. And that's why the Apostle Paul can assure us all Scripture is God-breathed. By the working of His Spirit, Jesus gives us His Word. And that word which he gives us is the powerful word of God. This is the way God has always worked and operated. Consider how he worked in the past. There was 
the prophet Elijah hiding in a cave, and God's power was not projected and shown in the might of the wind or the storm or the fire or the earthquake. God's word was found, his power was found in his word, which came to Elijah, that that gentle whisper. And when the armies of Israel marched against their foes and they went out to face the battles, the power of God was not displayed in some shining angel leading them or necessarily in the size or grade of Israel's army. He chose to present himself and his power as the priest carried the ark, that relatively small box containing the word of God and symbolizing God's presence with his people, with his word. And here, when it came time for Jesus to assure his people that he would project his power and give his peace, once again, it is through the working of the Spirit, through the Word of God. That's how God operates. The Spirit brings us peace through the Word. That Word came as Jesus fulfilled his promise. On that Pentecost morning, the disciples were told and had been instructed by Jesus to wait for the outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit. God was going to project his power to the world. But it came in a way that maybe some of them didn't expect. It wasn't some grand display of Jesus coming again in glory. It wasn't some outpouring of light or miraculous healings. It wasn't by anything that was a grand display in this world's measure but it was a presence indicated by the sound of a a great roaring sound like many waters and the, the vision of what looked like tons of fire settling over the disciples. This was God's working, him projecting his power. And it was found as the disciples were enabled to speak by the working of the Spirit in the many languages of the people that had gathered in Jerusalem. And they could hear the word of God in their own tongue. Once again, we we see how clear it is. As the apostles proclaimed the peace of Christ and they offered the gift of baptism, we see the Spirit works through the power of the gospel. That's the same way the Spirit brings peace today. He brings that peace to you. As these words are recorded by the Apostle John, words for you to hear, written down by its author, by the working of the Spirit, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. You know, that there's so many fears in this world that bring us troubles to our hearts. And we can't secure peace. No matter how much you project power or strength, it won't bring real and lasting peace. You know, it's sad, the this shooting that happened recently with 19 school children killed and two adults, 16 others were injured. And I just saw a report of a shooting in Phoenix where nine people were, were injured or killed. In response to all these recent shootings, our town's mayor and the school district decided that they were going to increase efforts to bolster security at our schools. And that's good but it can't really calm our troubled hearts or offer the peace that we crave or need. And you'll hear it, how there's promises of this pill or this medication that will remove and heal all your ailments 
And yet, it's always there, isn't it? It's the way the world gives. They have to include their disclaimer of all the side effects that might come along with this pill. Because when this world offers peace and security, it can't guarantee it. Not even the grandest display or the, the best surgeon who says they, they can cure your, your cancer, can offer a 100% chance of cure. There's always, always that uncertainty, always that lack of peace, and our hearts remain troubled and fearful. Even our nation's most powerful display of deployment of aircraft carriers lacks the full assurance that there will be peace. Military experts say that the era of the aircraft carrier fleets are coming to an end because of the hypersonic missiles that are being developed. Even aircraft carriers and their groups remain now vulnerable. But when Jesus offers peace and projects through his word this offered peace, he says, I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. See, the, the projection of peace that God gave this world may have initially looked like a display of defeat and sorrow. It was that man hanging on a cross. But there it was God projecting his peace and his power to this world. As that man who hung on the cross was no ordinary man, he was the Son of God, dying as he hung there. And those who crucified him speared his side, and it was verified, and the Spirit testifies that he was dead. But he was alive again. The eyewitnesses recorded their account, and the Spirit testifies that they saw Jesus once again raised to life, victorious over death, and telling us we have peace. He says, I don't give to you as the world gives. It's a peace that is guaranteed. As sure as Jesus, the Son of God, rose from the grave, the peace that he leaves you and the peace he gives you is certain. And there's nothing that can take away that peace. How's that for a projection of power? The living Son of God, by the word of his Spirit, giving you the promise of his peace. A peace that is not like the peace of this world, but which he won for us and assured by his resurrection. What can trouble us? Is it that cancer? Is it the rumors of the wars? Is it the, the insecurity that you might face because of the many violence, acts of violence and the shootings? Listen to the words of your God. My peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. I don't give to you as the world. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. In hearing those words, you know that even for the times you failed to love God, he has given you his love and his peace. He has given you forgiveness of sins. He has won that forgiveness by his death and resurrection. And your peace is secure. Not even death can rob it from you. Not the devil, not all the enemies of God can disrupt this peace. Do you ever wish that God would project his power more to this world? He gives it to you, his disciples, his people. He gives it to us, the Spirit works in you a new heart of faith 
so that in faith you love the God who loved you and you obey his word with fruits of faith. And seen in that is the working of God in this world. As he works in your life and by the power of his spirit and through his word, he brings you to hear of the peace won for you by Christ. A peace which is guaranteed. And we see how our God works. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. This peace is won as the Spirit marches victorious through the Word.